Well, Heavenly Father, we just uh, we thank you for your son, Jesus, and thank you for your sacrifice, Lord Jesus, and thank you for the great hope by which we live. Hallelujah. So we praise you for this opportunity uh, to preach your word, to speak your word, your word of truth, your word of hope, your word of life, your word of goodness, mercy, forgiveness, love. And we ask that every word that you would just bless Cynthia and I, that every word that proceeds from our mouth, Father, would be inspired by your spirit, that you would just speak to us all, Father. Speak to our hearts to strengthen us, encourage us, to give us hope. And, Father, uh, the promise of everlasting love, life, and mercy. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. How Great is His Mercy, that's the title of my teaching today. And uh, we're going to begin teaching out of Psalm 103. And I want to say that the Lord, been, the Lord preached the gospel throughout the whole Testament through His prophets, through Abraham, through Moses, through King David. King David had a special relationship with the Lord. He was really close to the Lord. And yet, you know, he wasn't perfect. He committed murder, he committed adultery, he did a lot of things, he killed a lot of people. I mean, he was a, he was a valiant warrior, but God says he was a man. God, see, now God knows the heart of man. He was a man after my own heart. And you know, he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write these things. And they were, I mean, only, only through the Spirit of God could he have this knowing and this understanding. And, and it was really the Lord speaking to us all. But, but I believe he was just just meditated on the Lord, fellowship with the Lord. You know, God raised him up to be that leader. And once again, you know, it's not, it's not about the imperfect side of the man because we all have this fallen nature, you know, so don't beat yourself up. We've got to rise above that. We've got to put that all behind. We've got to let the Lord rise, raise us up, right? But, man, these are some powerful words here, right here. In, in verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all... And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Amen. To bless the Lord means to honor him, to glorify him, to give thanksgiving unto him, to recognize all of our, all the wonderful gifts he showers upon us each and every day. It goes on to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Wow, how important is that? Because how important... Is it to remember those benefits when you're in a situation? You know, that's where the hopelessness comes up in the world. They don't know the benefits of knowing Jesus and being one of his. Because everything that he has is ours. We are the inheritors of the goodness of God and all that he has. The kingdom, riches, you know, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, that's what we get from knowing Jesus. Amen. In verse 3, who forgives all your iniquities, right? And this word iniquities, we know it means our faults, failures, sins, but it, even it, goes, it speaks here of perversity, depravity, iniquity, guilt, or punishment of iniquity. It even goes on in verse C, it says, even the consequence of or punishment for iniquity. If he's forgiven all of our iniquities, he's not imputing our sins against us. 
He's not, we deserve punishment for all of our iniquities. That's what we deserve. And here he says, who forgives all your, iniquity, your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases. Wait, important. Who forgives, not forgave. He's continually forgiving, which means we're continually messing up, right? But he still loves us. He's continually forgiving us. We will never be condemned as long as we gave our hearts to Jesus. We're one of his. So we don't have to go around with condemnation when we mess up because we're going to mess up. We're going to mess up tomorrow. We're going to mess up later today. Uh, probably in the 10 minutes we're going to mess up. But he's, we're in continual forgiveness of, because of what he did for us, because he forgave us at the cross. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness. Like, why would he crown us with loving kindness when we're filled with iniquity, right? Who is this God who could do such a thing? Amen? Amen? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Amen. We just had some good tacos here for lunch, right? <laughs> so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. This is preaching the gospel here. This is what Jesus provided for us at the cross. Is it not? But it was promised way back then. King David, it, this was revealed by the Spirit of God, and he embraced this message, this message of hope. He lived with hope. Now, Jesus was a mystery, we know, throughout, throughout all of the Old Testament. And as God gave bits and pieces of the Messiah to come, this mystery to be revealed, they didn't understand it. Well, we're on the other side of Jesus coming into this world, and praise God that we know the mystery. It's Jesus Christ and Him crucified and what He did for us at the cross to redeem us of all of our iniquities, all of our wrongdoings, because of His great love for us. Amen. I want to share, now I'm going to, I'm going to share a couple of things from the New Testament that, man, just really just add to this. But also, he renews our youth, right, Mary? I mean, do we youth. just not have the most wonderful examples of renewed youth sitting right here in this room? I mean, we're all 18 going on 19, It doesn't right? matter how many. You, you know, Moses had, the strength, Moses had the strength of his days. He lived to be 120 years old, right? Was his, you know, did God renew his, his youth in his days? Well, amen. God, and God, you know what he does? He continually renews our youth. You know, in our mind and in our heart, we're not a day older than 15, 16, 20 years old. We're a bit more mature. We've got more life under our, under our belt, right? But you know what? We're forever young in our minds and in our hearts and our soul, right? Amen. I tried to do a cartwheel not too long ago. <laughs> If my mind was 16, there was no question about that. So uh, now I'm going to take you to Romans chapter 5 and verse 15. And it reads, but the free gift, it's a free gift to us, came at a great price, right? But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. Man, his free gift 
You know, there was a penalty upon us. We had a judgment upon us. But you know what? He came in our place. His love was so great. He came in, in our place. He loved us so much. You know, we can't understand that. We can't fathom that. It's unlike human behavior. So far beyond human behavior, we can't even begin to understand it, right? And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for the judgment which came from the one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. We became justified after many offenses. How could that be justified that we could be justified by God to be called His children, to have our sins just wiped away, undeserving to us, that's called the free gift of Christ. Isn't that awesome? That's the good news of the gospel, folks. That's the mercy of God who loved us so much that He loved us so much. He was willing to die. He was willing to come down to this earth, which wasn't perfect anymore, and walk with us and experience everything we experienced. And, and he's God. I mean, we can't even imagine. I, I imagine what heaven's like and what, you know. But, I mean, it didn't even go there. I mean, my little brain can't even begin. But what I can imagine is amazing. And he's, you know, a bazillion. I mean, how many to the decimals, you know, do, can, can you get, Right. God is so faithful and so good, and he loves us so much. So you never need to walk out of here feeling unloved. Because even if you didn't get love from us, you walk out and you got the creator who just thinks you're the cat's meow. He loves everything you do. Right? Amen. Amen. In verse 17, For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much, much more those who receive that's us, those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. We are reigning in life Amen. right now, and we will reign in life everlasting. Amen. Man, that's the good news of the gospel. And we don't even have to think twice about it. Amen? This is, a, this is our state of being for all of eternity, folks, in Christ. And it began the day you accepted him, the day you acknowledged what he did for you at the cross, the day you said, yes, I need you, Jesus. I need you in my life. You were sealed. You were bubble wrapped. His spirit joined together with, with you, with us. We are a new creation in Christ. I know we talk about that often, but if we could see ourselves the way our heavenly father sees us, wow. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. We would be so amazed we couldn't even begin to comprehend how our heavenly father he looks upon us each and every day it says in the old testament that his thoughts toward us are more numerous than all the stars in the sky in all the sands on the seashore only continually only continually he loves us so much and it's not just me he's thinking about continually and, you know, with all the sand on the seashores and the stuff, but it's you and you and you, and it's everyone. How can, how can that be, right? Don't you have a hard time just concentrating on one child? Right? You know, but he, God, God, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's thinking about us all, all the time. 
every hair on our head. We've got over 7 billion of us now. Amen. Yeah. Uh, so I want to take you to the Gospel of John chapter 5 and verse 24. What a powerful statement. This is Jesus. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me, that's his heavenly Father, our heavenly Father, has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. These Praise are the words the of our Savior. Okay? We're not coming into judgment, folks. Jesus took it upon himself. In the end, we know there's a judgment. Paul writes about we're all going to be judged. You know what? We're going to be judged in Christ. In his judgment, he's perfect. He never erred. He fulfilled the law perfectly. Man, he stood in our place. We're hidden in him. Amen. Isn't that awesome news? And he's saying we will not come into judgment. Our judgment in that last day, that final day, we're going to be dressed in white robes because we have been washed, we have been cleansed, all in honor of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're going to receive in our judgment the crown of life. Amen. And those people have, who have refused, and I know that He is, God is trying every way He can to reach people. That's why He needs us. We plant the seeds. Other people plant the seeds. He, he, his will is that none should perish, but all should come to know Him, to come to a place of repentance, to realize they need Him. Amen. I mean, we need to be transformed. We need to be changed. We're corrupt in our nature according to the way we were born with Adam and Eve, except not us. Even though we're imperfect yet in our soul, our spirit, there's an ongoing sanctification, this process of changing us to make us Christ-like. Well, what the seed is is what our true identity is, and we have been born again from the seed of Christ. Amen. Isn't that good, work, good news? Praise God. I want to skip down to verse 10. We're going to, going to go back to Psalm 103. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Nor punished us according to our iniquities. That's the free gift, folks. Not giving us what we truly deserve. You know, in, in mercy, we think of that as though God's holding back, and He did. He's held back. But, you know, it's just really a manifestation of the greatness of God's love. His mercy is the fullness of His loving kindness toward us. Amen. And it's so great that because of that, as a result, He's held back from giving us, dealing with us according to our sins, not punishing us according to our iniquities. And man, I love this one, verse 11. You want to read it, darling? For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far, as he removed our transgressions from us. There is no, there is no end. There is no end. He loves us so much and his mercy endures forever. That's eternally, eternally, east, west, north, south, breath, depth, width. We can't imagine. We can't measure it. It's amazing. And this good news was given to King David. 
way back in the Old Testament before he knew about Jesus. Now he was told and he was promised before he died that God would raise up a king of his seed who would have everlasting dominion. And that would be Jesus. And he lived with that hope. He lived with the hope of the gospel. Amen? And so, you know, we, man, I'm inspired by David. I'm inspired by, you could see that, boy, he just loved the Lord. He meditated in his word. Uh, he wrote these promises down. I'm sure he spoke these things out when they gathered. And it was amazing. He was an amazing man. You know, I don't want to get into all this, but, you know, he was a musician and he led all the, you know, he created all the musical instruments by the thousands that every person that would learn to play that instrument and give praise and worship and honor unto the Lord, he made those. And by in the numbers are in the thousands. So he had a heart for the Lord, to honor the Lord, to praise the Lord, to acknowledge the Lord. That's the greatest thing we can do. You want to just talk about walking in the Spirit? Spirit? Just get up every morning and give thanks and praise. And man, what a glorious day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. Let that always be our attitude. Not, oh man, I got this. And oh, I got that. Don't focus on your problems. Don't look at those problems. They're here today. They're gone tomorrow. They're only temporary in our lives. Amen. Amen. Man, let's, let's look in the mirror and say, well, <laughs> I know who you are, you are on the inside. <laughs> I know that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. We need to know our true identity. See, we need to know our true identity. And the devil tries to lie to us. He's the father of lies. And he will tell us everything different from who we truly are in Christ. And we need to know who we are in Christ. That's what we stand on. Take those lies and just put your, put your, you know, your shield out there. And he's throwing those lies, shooting those lies like flaming arrows, and if that shield's out there, they don't even come into your heart. I think God should have added earplugs to that whole armor of God, don't you think? I think so. <laughs> Verse 13, as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Those who fear him are those who uh, have reverence for him and honor for him and respect for him and acknowledge him for who he is, creator God. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like the grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it and it is gone and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. Well, man, isn't that a blessing? Amen. I love my children. I love my grandchildren. You know what? What a great blessing. It's the greatest thing we have. God has birthed them and brought them into this life. And it's, to me, it's a reflection. You know, you spoke, Kathy, somebody spoke about... Um, you did, Sharon, about the value of family and how important family is to us. And, you know, family is a reflection of God. And His promises are not just to us, not just to our children, to our grandchildren, but to all generations. In the Old Testament, He said, for a thousand generations, I'll extend my blessing. We can't even begin to count a thousand generations. <laughs> Amen? Amen? To such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven 
and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. We're a blessed people, folks. Amen? We're a blessed people. Amen. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for loving us with the love that you have expressed so greatly in and through Jesus Christ, your Son, and what he did for us. Thank you, Jesus, that you would love us so much, that you would come down in our place, and what was taken upon you took upon your body is what I deserve, what we deserve. But you went in our stead. You went in our place. And in turn, you offered us a free gift. You rose from the grave, defeated the power of death. You defeated all the powers of darkness that would come against us. So we would raise, rise up above it. We thank you that we now live with your spirit always. And your spirit is a spirit of resurrection life. And we give unto you all praise and glory and honor, dear Father, through your son Jesus and through all that you have done for us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, we praise your glorious name. Amen.